Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for December 13, 2022. I'm teaching a series entitled Pursuing Grace-Based Success. We are pursuing grace-based success, and we're doing it God's way. This is part 54 of the overall series, so we're about 11 weeks into this teaching. I trust that you've been learning and growing and developing and gleaning some things from the Word of God as it relates to your success. Put it in the chat. Say, I am a success by the grace of God. Say it out loud, too. I am a success by the grace of God. We've been learning that the grace of God can empower us to do what we can never do without God. And we can go do the things that we thought would overwhelm us, we thought would overtake us. The things that where others have failed, we succeed because we're not the ones who are doing it. It is the Father who's living in us. He gives us the words and he performs the work. So the title of today's message, we've been looking at the story uh, from the life of Daniel. The title of today's message is, There is a God in Heaven and He Lives With Us. Say that. Say, There is a God in Heaven. Put that in the chat. There is a God in Heaven. And we're going to talk about this God that's in Heaven and how He lives with us. I want you to get ready to receive what God is about to release in your life. I want you to open up your heart to receive the word. All right, so let's get into the word for this morning. For those of you that know, sometimes I just release myself and I preach. Sometimes I try to constrain myself and I teach. I don't know what's going to happen this morning because this, this stuff is so good. There's a God in heaven and he lives with us. So our foundational scriptures, let's go, get through those first. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 10, the Bible says, I mean that you were saved by grace. If you're born again, you were saved by grace. What God did was God provided eternal life to everyone everywhere through the, the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. And when you receive Jesus, you received eternal life, and it was a gift. You can't take credit for receiving a gift. All you did was receive it. So you're not saved by the things that you've done. You have nothing to boast about. Verse 10 says, God has made us what we are. Put that in the chat. Say it out loud. I, God made me who I am. God has made us what we are. And in Christ Jesus, God made us a new creation so that we could spend the remainder of our days doing the good works that God had before ordained for us to do. Say, I have work to do. I have work to do. You and you have work to do. We have, we have work to do. And so what we don't want is to spend all of our lives climbing up this ladder in this world, uh, like the, the ladder to success, only to realize that we die and get to heaven. And then God reveals to us that that ladder was leaning on the wrong wall. What we don't want to be is a success in the world's eyes and not be a success in God's eyes. And in God, in the kingdom of God, God measures success in purpose. So we have work to do and we have to fulfill our purpose. My prayer for you is that you find it, follow it, and finish it before you die. First Corinthians chapter 1, verses 30 and 31, the Bible says, God has united you with Christ Jesus. Now for our benefit, God made Jesus to become wisdom itself and he made us right with him. So say it out loud. I am the righteousness of God, right? So I'm the righteousness of God by faith. And not only that, he made us pure, he made us holy, freed us from sin. All of that was because of Jesus. None of that was because of us. Therefore, verse 31 says, if we're going to boast, we have to boast in him. It's all about him. It's not about us. Second Timothy 1 and 9 says that God saved us and called us with a holy calling so that our lives could be about something that's bigger than just us. And he did this, watch this, not according to our own works. 
So this is where you can be delivered from performance-based religion. It's not about your works. It's not about your performance. God called us. He saved us and called us according to his own purpose and grace. So he gave us a purpose and the grace for the purpose. He gave us an assignment and the grace for the assignment. He gave us both in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. Now, we've been looking at the story of Daniel. And um, we're at Daniel chapter 2. Last Yesterday, I stopped at verse 19. Today, we're going to pick it up at verse 20. <laughs> Actually, we're going to keep going from, even from there. But verses 20 through 23 uh, basically capture this. We saw how Daniel and his friends were facing death for something they didn't do. All of a sudden, like they were told they were going to die. He, they go to the king. It's like, Mr. King, don't kill us. He was like, yeah, but the only way that you're not going to die is if you tell me what my dream was and give me the interpretation of the dream. And so it was like, okay, well, obviously that's not something that human, that men can do, humans can do, but there's a God in heaven. So let me go pray. And so they prayed. He heard the answer to the prayers. He also got the interpretation of it. And, and this was Daniel's song of praise and thanksgiving. Daniel immediately started to give God praise. And this is what Daniel said. Praise God's name forever and ever. It's almost like he had a, a prayer of praise and thanksgiving unto God when God gave him the answer. As believers, we ought to always praise God. He said, praise God's name forever and ever. Power and wisdom belong to him. He changes the times and the seasons. He gives power to kings and he can take that power away. He gives wisdom to people so they become wise. He lets people learn things and become wise. He knows hidden secrets that are hard to understand. Light lives with him. So he knows what is in the dark and also in the secret places. The God of my ancestors, I thank you and I praise you. You gave me wisdom and you gave me power. You told us what we asked for. You told us the king's dream. Oh, God, thank you, God. He was like, Lord, if I don't come up with the answer, I'm good. they're going to kill me. But God, you're so good. You gave me the answer the night I prayed. I'll move on to verses 24 to 28. The Bible says, then Daniel went to Ariok. A man who, uh, the man who King Nebuchadnezzar had chosen to kill the wise men of Babylon. So he went to the guy that killed the other, the, the wise men already. And he says to Ariok, don't kill the wise men of, ba of Babylon. It, they were lined up, uh, had been lined up to kill them. He says, don't kill these men. Take me to the king. I want, I want to tell the king what the dream means. I, I already know what it means. So very quickly, Ariok took Daniel to the king. Ariok said to the king, listen, I have found the men a man among the captives from Judah who can tell the king what the dream means. Then the king asked, asked Daniel a question. He says, okay, are you able to tell me about my dream and what is what it means? Like, are you able to succeed where these other people have failed? Dan, Daniel said, okay, yes, King Nebuchadnezzar, no wise man, no one who does magic, no sorcerer, no Chaldean could tell the king the secret that he asked about. But there is a God in heaven who can tell us secret things, and he has given me the answer. And so I'll just stop there for now. I'll just stop there. There's a God in heaven. So what does this mean for you today? Let me just set this up real quick, uh, because sometimes I have to explain that the epistles in the New Testament, there's some teaching in the Bible, the 66 books in the Bible. Not all the 66 books kind of fall into the same category. And so there are some teachings in the Bible that are like a textbook. That, you know, a textbook just gives you steps and instruction and it's very clear. Do this, do this, do this, do this. But there's also some books in the Bible that are more like history books. 
And when you read the history book, it's almost like you're reading a newspaper or a periodical or history book. You're reading what happened. And unlike the epistle that tells you what to do step by step, you're reading what happened and you have to glean what to do from what happened. And so what right now we're looking at the story of Daniel and we have to take the story and then glean what to do. And so that's my job as a man of God, as a teacher, as a preacher of the gospel, is to take those stories or take the epistles and then teach you what it means from what it meant. All right, so I have eight things to share with you in this morning. I'm going to try to get through these eight things real quick. As I get into these, I want you to open up your heart to receive. Put in the chat, say, I'm ready to receive. All right, eight things. Number one, here we go. God's name is to be praised forever and ever. That's the first thing Daniel said. He said, man, Lord, I thank you. And your name is to be praised forever and ever. I want you to put this in the chat. There's two things that I learned a long time ago. And I, I remind myself of these things all the time. Put this in the chat. The, two key things. One, there is a God. Two, I am not him. And so there is a God and I am not him. When you acknowledge that there is a God in heaven and you are not that God, but there is a God in heaven and you are not him, you are acknowledging that there is a divine creator, that there is someone who designed you, who created you, who sent you to this planet at just the right time. Part of acknowledging the grace of God, part of teaching the grace life, which is what I teach, is an acknowledgement of our dependency on God. Say, I depend on God. Put that in the chat. I depend on God every day. And so I am depending in a God that I cannot see. And I believe that this God that I cannot see will show up in my life in a way that I can see. When you realize how much God has blessed you, over the years, when you acknowledge the fact that he's blessed you better than you deserve, God has been better to you than you deserve. Listen, if God only gave us what we deserved, we would all be men and women most miserable. And so when you acknowledge that God has been better to you than you deserve, you ought to have an attitude of gratitude. You ought to get up every morning and give God some praise from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. The name of the Lord is worthy to be praised. This series is about success, and if you want to be a success, you should live your life with an attitude of gratitude, always having praise on your lips. Say amen to that. All right, number two, only God can shift times and seasons. Daniel said in, in his prayer to God, he changes, God changes the times and the seasons. We live, we live our lives out in periods of time or blocks of time. There's a time for this, a time for this. Matter of fact, Ecclesiastes 3 and 1 says, Everything is going to happen at just the right time. So there's a time, there's these times, and inside every block of time, there are seasons. And we live our lives out in times and seasons. I like to teach about times and seasons, levels and stages. And so as we're living our lives out in times and seasons, levels and stages, Daniel acknowledged that we serve a God who can shift times and seasons around. I mean, we serve a God who can put a rush order on our blessing. And like, like, this is what Daniel, Daniel was in the crunch. He was in the time crunch. The king basically said, hey, you need to hurry up. You need to give me the answer. And also give, tell me what my dream was and give me the interpretation of the dream. Because if not, I'm going to have you killed. And so God, he went to sleep. Daniel prayed, went to sleep that night. And that very night, God gave him the answer. Ecclesiastes 3 and 1 says, there's a right time for everything. And everything on earth will happen at just the right time. Say this and put it in the chat. Everything in my life will happen at just the right time. So let me explain. Daniel was in a bind. He needed a quick answer from God. God gave him the quick answer. But I want you to, to understand the sovereignty of God so you can relax. Either God can give you the answer quickly if you need it quickly, or God can shift the timeline around. 
I mean, we serve a God that can shift times and seasons. And so maybe you're up against a deadline. God can either meet the deadline or shift the deadline. And so, so I'm talking about a God. Remember, there's a God in heaven. And so when you serve this God in heaven, you should not take on the pressure to perform. You seek him in everything, in every way. And either he will help you to meet the timeline or he'll shift the timeline because God is God. Say amen to that. All right, number three. True power and wisdom belong to God. Daniel said, listen, God knows the hidden secrets that are hard to understand. He says light lives within, with him and he knows what is in the dark and the secret places. God has all power. God sits on the circle of the earth. God has all wisdom. God has no, all knowledge. God has all understanding. God, look, look at me. God has been to your future and he remembers your past. Come on now. I'm talking about God. He's God. And besides him, there is no other. One of the foundational scriptures that we've been looking at, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30, that I read to you every day, is that says that, that God made Jesus to become wisdom itself. For our benefit, the Bible says, for our benefit, God made Jesus to become wisdom itself. I am in Christ and Christ is in me. And for my benefit, Jesus was made wisdom. And so he is, he is wisdom and all spiritual understanding. And so now I'm in God and God is in me. I'm in Jesus. Jesus is in me. And Jesus was made wisdom itself. Because of Jesus, I have access to wisdom and spiritual understanding. And, and so not only does God have this wisdom, but he makes this wisdom available to us. Come on now. So you have access to wisdom from above. If you want to maximize your purpose and potential while you're in the land of the living, you got to be open. Say this, put in the chat. I am open to wisdom from above. You must be open to wisdom from above. Daniel was open to wisdom from above. Oh, Mr. King, what you're asking me for is something I don't know. I, I can't do. It's not a human. No human can do it, but I'm open to wisdom from above. There is a God in heaven who can give me the answer. And I believe he will give me this answer. Number four, God imparts divine power and wisdom to humans by grace. So it's one thing to say, there's a God in heaven. It's one thing to say, God sits on the circle of the earth. It's one thing to say, God knows all things at all times. He knows our thoughts before we think them, our words before we speak them, our actions before we take them. It's one thing to say that God is God and all of that. But it's a different thing to say that this God who knows all of that can impart all of that to me. Oh, come on now. That's a different thing. Daniel said, Father, Lord, he says, you gave me wisdom and power. You gave it to me. You told us what we asked for. You told us the king's dream. Come on, God, we got to give you some praise for that. You did it. Not only did you know the king's dream, but you revealed it to us. Not only did you know the king's dream, but you told it to me. He knew that Daniel... Daniel knew that God had the answer, but he was thanking God that God gave the answer to Daniel. I'm telling you that this came as an act of God's grace, and it came by revelation. Moses said this in, in Deuteronomy 29 and 29. The Bible says, Moses said, the Lord our God has secrets that are known to no one. We're not accountable for those. But we and our children are accountable for whatever the Lord has chosen to reveal to us. So he says, listen, God has all wisdom, all power, all understanding. There's a bunch of things that he knows that we don't know, and we're not accountable for that. But we are accountable for the things that God chooses to reveal to us. God can reveal things to us. God can give us revelation, divine revelation. He can reveal the divine secrets of man. There are things that cannot be learned. There are things that have to be discerned. God opened Daniel's spiritual eyes and allowed him to see King Nebuchadnezzar's dream in an open vision. Daniel didn't receive this by education. It came to him by revelation. See, we serve a God that can give you insight 
in a moment of time by revelation that will far exceed anything that you could ever get through education. So let me explain it this way. You probably heard me say, say a million times, favor can do more in a minute than labor can do in a lifetime. What I mean by that is the favor of God, God can move on somebody's heart to use their power, their ability, their influence, and their money to help you in ways that you cannot help yourself. And the favor of God can cause somebody to open a door for you and you walk through it. And now you, you just receive something in a minute that 10, 20, 30, 40 years worth of work and labor could never give you. Like there's some things you can't earn. There's some things that, that God can just shift for you in a moment of time that you receive that far exceeds anything you would have ever earned by the sweat of your brow. That's the favor of God. Now, if you understand that, you can understand what happened in this text. One download from heaven can change your life forever. So what, what Daniel got was a moment of revelation, and he got it, and it was something that 10, 20, 30, 40 years of education could never give him because no amount of education could tell you somebody else's dream. And so he, I'm telling you, we serve, there is a God in heaven, and one download from God can change your life forever. Say amen to that. Say amen to that. Number five, King Nebuchadnezzar was asking God for the humanly impossible, right? So the king made it clear. I need somebody to tell me what my dream is and what the dream means. The king wanted another human to figure out his dream supernaturally and then tell him the interpretation of the dream. He wanted another human to find out what was going on in his imagination while he was dreaming and then give him the interpretation of it. If Daniel couldn't do it, then Daniel and his friends would be killed. This teaches me three things. A, the powers of darkness, because there are powers of darkness in this world. I'm talking about witches, warlocks, sorcerers, magicians. This is why no hex, no vex, no curse, no spell has any power over you. But the, the, the power of witches and warlocks and sorcerers and magicians and psychics and soothsayers, that power is limited, right? All of the magicians, they fail. Number two, it tells me that sometimes bad things do happen to good people. The Hebrew boys were doing nothing wrong, and all of a sudden they were in this bind. They were in a bad situation. And number three, it tells me that there's no limit to God's power. There's no limit to what God can do, and he's willing to impart his limitless nature to me. Put this in the chat. God is limitless, and he's willing to impart his limitless nature to me. God imparts his limitless nature to me. That, that needs to be part of your confession. All right, number six. The grace of God will make you shine above your peers. Daniel said, King Nebuchadnezzar, I want to be clear about this. No wise man, you know, those sorcerers and warlocks and, and magicians and psychics and soothsayers, none of them, no man who does magic, no Chaldean, could tell the king the secret he asked about. But my God gave it to me. I want you to know, I just want to highlight the fact that where others failed, God has chosen me to succeed. That where others failed, Listen, sometimes difficult situations expose the inadequacies of others. Where all these people, like prior to that, people thought the sorcerers and the magicians were awesome. Sometimes difficult situations will expose others and exalt you because you will then be in a position to succeed where they failed. Say amen to that. Number seven, when the world fails, by grace, you will prevail. When the world fails, by grace, you will prevail. God can give you grace. Say grace. God can give you a level of grace that can take, you know, these difficult situations that have exposed the flaws of others and then 
highlight the grace of God that is on your life. I have a long track record, just being on a, a personal testimony. I have a long track record of succeeding at things that others have failed at. But it's not because of me, it's because of the grace of God. And so God can cause me to increase and succeed. Why? Because as soon as the spotlight is on me, oh, look at Rick. He was able to succeed where others failed. I am quick to deflect that glory right back to God. When you deflect the glory to God, when you are quick to acknowledge that that's not me, it wasn't me, it was all about him. Listen, don't give me, don't give me the glory. Give God the glory. It's not about me. People say, oh, Rick, oh, man, you did a good job with this. You did a good job with that. And I'm quick to say to God, be the glory. And people are like, well, no, hold on, Rick, but that was you. Yeah, but God lives in me. And so there's no difference between me and God. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. If you've heard me, you've heard the Father. It's the Father who lives in me. He gives me the words and he performs the work. And so I don't make, I don't get it twisted. I'm not going to get the big head and I'm not going to take God's credit. The, the, so, so the quickest way up and God is down and the quickest way down and God is up. If I exalt myself, God will humble me. But if I humble myself under the mighty hand of God, God will exalt me in due season. Say amen to that. All right, number eight and finally, last point for today. There is a God in heaven. Say, there's a God in heaven. Daniel said, King Nebuchadnezzar, once again, no, no wise man, no, sor no sorcerer, no psychic, no soothsayer, no man who works magic, no Count Chaldean could tell the king the secrets that he asked about. But there is a God in heaven, and he tells us secret things. The world cannot produce the answer uh, to King Nebuchadnezzar's question, but there is a God in heaven who could. Listen, let me talk to you right now as I close. The world may not be able to deal with the medical challenge that you're facing this morning. Maybe the doctors said, we've done all we can do. They're just practicing medicine. There's a God in heaven who can. The, the world may not have the answer for the trouble that your marriage is in right now. You say, Brother Pena, you don't understand. My marriage is at the brink of divorce and I've, I've gone to marriage counselors and they don't have the answers. There's a God in heaven who has the answer and he can heal broken hearts and he can mend broken relationships. Listen, the world may tell you that you just have to accept the path that your children are on. Your children are going down a path and there's nothing you can do about it. The devil is a liar and Jesus is the Messiah. Come on now. There is a God in heaven who can save them and, and their feet can be bound to the path that you established for them, God, from the foundations of the world. They will become the men, the women that you've called them to be. I refuse to give my children over to the enemy. I plead the blood of Jesus over my children. Why? Because there is a God in heaven who can save them and lead them down the path to their destiny. There is a God in heaven. Listen, when, when the world does not have the answers, there's a God in heaven who has all of the answers. There's a God in heaven right now who still saves, who still delivers, who still sets people free. If you're bound this morning, you can be set free in the name of Jesus. We serve a God. He's in heaven. He still changes lives. He loves you despite everything that you've done done. He loves you with an unconditional love. There's a God in heaven who's ready to change your life around right now in this moment for his glory. His hands are not too short that he can't reach you. His power is not too weak that he can't deliver you. His love is unconditional. He will not turn his back on you. There is a God in heaven and he is ready to change your life forever by his grace and for his glory. Say amen to that. Glory to God. I felt that one. 
we're gonna, I'm gonna close out with a declaration of faith, but before I do, I'm led to pray a quick prayer for you. Father, I lift up the person that's watching this video even now, no matter what they're facing. We all know that there's a God in heaven who can turn this thing around. And so I pray, Father, that you would manifest, overtake them with your love and your peace, give them comfort, give them insight and wisdom concerning what to do and how to do it. I pray, Father, that they would have boldness and faith to get through the obstacle and every opposition. I declare, Father, that the hand of the enemy would never prevail over them. There is a God in heaven who still saves, still delivers, and still sets free. We're looking unto you as the author and finisher, creator and sustainer of our lives. What you started in our lives, you will bring it to pass. Over us, our children, and our children's children. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. There is a God in heaven. I felt like preaching today. I want you to close this message out with a declaration of faith. Speak this over your life. Say, Father, I thank you for teaching me about grace-based success. I see what you did for Daniel, and it gives me hope. Daniel needed a supernatural answer. What he asked for was beyond human. He needed a breakthrough, and time was of the essence. Daniel came to you in faith, and his faith tapped into your grace. Like Daniel, that's how I live. There's nothing you do not know. There's nothing you cannot do. You have all power and wisdom. You can shift times and seasons around for me. You can expedite my breakthrough. You can accelerate my blessing. You can rearrange my life in a moment of time. There's nothing you can't do, and you live in me. Therefore, there's nothing I can't do. I come to you daily and throughout the day. I seek your face. I yield to your leading. I listen to your voice. When my body is under attack, one touch from you can cause my body to function in perfection. When my relationships are strained and worldly counselors are struggling to come up with what to do, there's a God in heaven who can heal broken hearts, wash away past pain, mend broken relationships, and restore what was lost. When I'm expected to succeed, where other people have failed, I know there's a God in heaven who knows the answer to every problem. And my God gives me the answer. Father, you are my God. You are in heaven. You place me on the earth. I am a human conduit of the divine. My life proves to this world that there is a God in heaven. Greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is, this is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, come on now. You get my notes for free. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. If you need encouragement, listen to this message again. There is a God in heaven. Do me a favor, two things. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. And then number two, share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you. God loves you more. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible. 
in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program, and Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity, and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, I published a book and several journals, and we also have Grace Life gear. You can find all of that information at rickpina.co. Go to rickpina.co, and that's your one-stop shop to be able to access all of the products and apparel that we have available for you. Thank you for being a blessing to us, and we pray that we continue to be a blessing to you. 